From Chardon Performance Therapy, this is Chardon Biz, a show about local entrepreneurs and innovators sharing their stories, who are our people behind our favorite businesses. All right, welcome listeners. This is your host of the Chardon Biz podcast, Dave Nelson, and also the owner of Chardon Performance Therapy. And I am here with Brian. And Brian, you got, you got to pronounce your last name for me. I'm sorry. It's uh, Doberdruck. Thank you. Yep. That, that really isn't that No, complicated. you sound it out. No, it's, it's uh, I get it all the time, though. Yep. Very simple. And uh, the owner of Iron Athlete, also a strength and conditioning coach at Riverside High School. And uh, we're actually recording inside your gym right now. Yep. It's yep. Uh, a place he said you feel most comfortable, and I'm here all day, every day. So, Yeah. Excellent. Um, now... I would just like to let the listeners know that, um, like most of the time with my guests, like I get to meet them like once I capture their story, which is really great. Instead of just, uh, let's go ahead and record your entire story without getting a chance to meet. Um, but we've had a chance to kind of be in each other's corners for a couple months at this point. And, uh, a shout out to, um, our client care coordinator, Caroline. It's like a bunch of C's right there, but Caroline's really awesome. And she had brought your name up a couple months ago in that she felt it would have been awesome for you to be like in our ethos, like part of like the folks that we take care of. And that's kind of how our, our relationship started. Yeah, it was uh, definitely not under ideal circumstances to meet, but no. uh, it worked out well. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, we got a chance to meet and I would say maybe, maybe some reluctance. Yeah. Yeah. You want to expand on that? So, uh, and you could just be totally open and honest. All right. Yeah. Just, uh, kind of met through bad luck. Um, I tore my Achilles tendon, uh, over the summer and, uh, didn't have the best things to say about physical therapy in my previous experience or working with athletes and their experience. That's being really kind. Yes. That is, I'm trying to be, uh, nice about this. Um, so I was blatantly against going to physical therapy and I figured I'd do it myself and rehab myself. And, uh, cause YouTube, I mean, we, we have access, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I have uh, a lot of good people in my corner if I had questions, but, uh, you know, like anybody else does in their home workouts or home recovery, I, I was definitely lazy with it. Um, and then, uh, really, really lucked into you know, one of my former athletes was working for you. Um, and she was like, you need to come see me at work. And I reluctant is, uh, definitely the the word i would use um but she talked me into a meeting with you guys and i still like wasn't sold on it after the first meeting and my that was like the day before and i was talking to my wife and i was like i might just cancel it i don't know and i was like i'm not i don't think it's gonna be that big of a difference um and she talked me into going um that first time and i'm very 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 thankful i did because uh it probably saved me at least a couple months i would guess of recovery process but is it yeah bad luck meeting turned out into something good yeah and uh i appreciate you being honest about that too um after the first meeting so yeah yeah but but here you're with us and then um on the flip side just, just me personally I, I was like you know this is a time like i i want to go through like my own personal fitness journey and you know there's a lot of different avenues i can go about doing that i i think personally i know enough to like set up something on my own uh, but I definitely felt like you were the right route to go about that. Uh, knowledge standpoint, for sure, uh, but accountability. And like, 
you gotta like the person that you're like working with. Absolutely. And I yep. was like, all right, this this is gonna be really cool. So I've I've really enjoyed like our time together uh, with you whooping my butt. It's been fun. <laughs> yeah, it definitely. Continue to be fun. Yeah. And uh, so it's been really cool to like meet you, and we have, I think we have good conversation. So this will be another one. Yeah, kind of put in there. Uh, so let's take it back. Um, you you actually are from the area originally. Yep. Right? Both of us grew up in the uh, same hometown, probably less than five minutes away from each other, two minutes away from each other. Yep. And uh, you know, never met until now. But yep. And that's Leroy. You know, and right now, so Iron Athletes is in Painesville, and uh, so the podcast is called Shard and Biz. But we we are capturing the stories of business owners in and around town and i think there's a lot of relevance to like what you do even for like folks um right in chardon but this this story is gonna be really cool because a lot of um like a lot of athletes will like learn more like about you and like what's behind you because like your social media presence is awesome um like seeing the videos like just last night i was watching a video that you had posted where you're working with your youth athletes and they're like engaged. They're like having a good time. Oh yeah, absolutely. Our uh, if you come and watch our like youth sports performance class, it's always fun and competition, and they work really, really hard. But hopefully, most of them have some fun doing it. That's always the goal. It looks like it, like yeah. from just outside perspective, and it's and that's awesome. And we're gonna get into like kind of how you have created that and and why. I mean, it's a ton of work. So uh, so yeah, you grew up in in, in Leroy, and then. Uh, kind of going down a couple different routes which led you into cincinnati could we jump right there yeah that's where i mean the probably the best starting out point great right there so uh i after college i graduated an exercise science degree um was working in a physical therapy clinic and then um got my first sports performance job in cincinnati um at a parisi speed school which i loved phenomenal learning experience um and there I met my old business partner. Um, we were there for a year. And then we branched off, did our own thing, opened our own gym in Wilmington, the Strength Lab. And it was uh, same setup here, 15,000 square feet, sports performance, speed and agility. Did some uh, adult CrossFit, boot camp, personal training, um, powerlifting. So kind of the same setup we have here. Um, and then... Just a fast forward, I was there for seven and a half years. Um, my parents retired. We have kids. Uh, so ended up deciding to move back here to Northeast Ohio and sold in my half, moved back, and basically from started over from square one and opened up here. But Okay, it, you're a really humble guy. So we're, <laughs> we're, we're going we're gonna to go ahead yeah. and add in some, uh, not even cliff notes, but I, I think you really need to talk about, like, Yes, you op- opened up Strength Lab, but what about the work that you're doing with the athletic teams down there? And, like, what was the result of those teams? And I'm like, I, I know, um, for the listeners, Brian's a very humble guy. Uh, d- like, bragging is not, like, in his vocabulary. But I think, like, this, this is the podcast where you get to talk about yourself. <laughs> and I think your accolades and, like, what you've done is important, even from, like, your own personal um, powerlifting journey, too. Yeah, I uh, I had a phenomenal experience there. There, uh, some of the best athletes to come out of uh, the Cincinnati area had gone through that gym. Uh, the first football team we worked with, Clinton Massey. The first two years, we were twenty nine and one, back to back state champions. Um, and I still talk to a ton of those guys from those teams and the coaching staff today. So uh, built a ton of great relationships. Um, 
trained everybody from little kids just trying to get active to one of my favorite all-time clients. Uh, at the time I started working with him, he was team captain of 17 and under Team USA hockey, um, won a world gold medal. He was team captain of 18 and under USA, won another world gold medal, first round NHL draft pick. Uh, I trained him for six years and, uh, you know, it's led to a lot of cool experiences, led a, met a lot of cool people. Um, pretty cool to be a part of that and have an impact in people's lives. You know, I went to his uh, draft party and his uh, dad, who was also a pro hockey player, made a big announcement and thanked me in front of everybody. So you get some really, really cool experiences and meet a lot of awesome people along the way. But it, like, think about that. And then also like, you're just doing the thing that you love to do. Yeah, absolutely. Like, <laughs> like he was an awesome guy. Like him and I hit it off from day one. Um, I was actually just supposed to do his rehab when he was 17. He got part of his hip shaved down. Um, so it was supposed to be like four weeks of rehab that I was supposed to do for him. And we hit it off. Um, and that was actually at the, the Parisi speed school. I worked at before I opened my own gym and he lived 10 minutes from there. So he would actually drive almost an hour each way, five days a week to come train with me when we opened the strength lab in Wilmington. So, uh, I mean, it, it, it's pretty cool when you get people like that and you have that relationship and people trust you yep. with, you know, at 17, he was a first round draft pick signed for the league maximum contract, became a millionaire. So when people trust you with that, I mean, it's a pretty cool compliment. I would say. Yeah, yeah, that's a huge. That's a huge compliment. Yep, that's, that's very cool. Okay, uh, and I, that that's see that's a story that we didn't even talk about before, right? I yeah, mean, there's there's so many stories. Like we we could be here for like a very long time, but we're we're gonna try to give like our our audience like a a solid story for sure. sure. There's a million so. uh, athletes I could talk about that uh, you know I started training when they were kids, and now they're married with kids, and uh, that I've been to their weddings and. You know, that I still talk to today all the time. So there's kids and, well, not kids anymore, but athletes that I've had and former clients that, you know, it ends up being lifelong friendships and you watch them go play Division One college, whatever, and then uh, still talk to them after that. It's awesome. I bet it was, it was hard to leave Cincinnati after building and creating, like, what you had. It really was. Um, I took a lot of pride in uh, – that gym and what we built from the ground up when we left uh the parisi speed school the majority owners of that company my business partner and i um decided to branch out on our own and they were pretty successful people as a vice president of Cintas, marketing director at procter and gamble owner of a software company and uh you know they all were like you're not gonna make it there's no chance you guys succeed that's a terrible idea and uh that was just about all we needed to hear to make sure, yeah. like, like, all right, then just sit back and watch. Just motivation? Uh, yes. Yep. And I learned a ton. Uh, my former business partner was an Army Ranger for a long time, and he, uh, his best quality might have been how stubborn he was, and I learned a lot from him. Like, all right, that's all, that's all I need to hear. Just sit back and watch, and I'm going to make sure it works because of that. And I feel like I carried that same mindset and attitude when I started this, and almost everything else in life that, you know, all you need is one person to have to prove wrong. So, okay. And when you moved up this way, uh, was it pretty clear that you knew that you were going to 
um, I guess, go through a like recreation of what you had already gone through? Well, actually, to be 100% honest, when I first moved back here, um, I was not sure that this is the route I was going to take. I was kind of trying to explore some other options and applied for a couple other um, jobs. I applied for a job at Spire, and I applied for uh, a couple other performance coach jobs. And then uh, going through a couple interviews, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to, I'm not going to work for anyone else. I'm just going to do it myself. And you see some things that people are doing and you're like, you just don't agree or you think in the back of your head, I could do better. And uh, that's, you know, stupid to work for somebody who's not going to do as good of a job as you think you could do. So at that point I knew, I was like, all right, once I made the commitment, I uh, was like, same motto as uh, our first gen. There's no plan B. There's no turning back. Once you decide, you know, you're all in. But. Okay. And let's talk about, like, the dates so that we can give an idea, get an idea of, like, where we're at. So we're, we're in, like, the, the mid-20-teens, I think, here at this yeah. point. Moving I, back in. I think we moved back here in July of uh, 2018. Okay. I think that makes sense, yeah. So uh, we moved back here then, and um, you'll see in this time frame that there was like a couple months where, because uh, I opened the gym, I did a, a uh, soft opening in October, and my actual grand opening would be November. So uh, between that time frame, July and October, was a lot of... Uh, downtime and contemplating I'm like man did I make the right choice is this uh you know what we should do because when we first moved back here um our both our daughters were little and my wife kept her job and was working from home but when we were house hunting we were staying with my parents um who were ex- awesome like extremely respectful gave us our space but um anybody who knows me was probably well aware that I was ready to get back and like, our family likes our privacy and likes, you know, our time together. So I was like, all right, we got to just figure something out. Buy a house, start a business, and get going. Because the downtime of doing nothing uh, was about enough to drive me crazy. Yeah, you don't seem like a guy that just likes to sit still. No, that was definitely, um, a, like, a hard time in my life. And I I don't get stressed very frequently. I'm pretty laid back. I'm pretty relaxed. But uh, that was uh, that was rough. Now, that gym was in Concord. Yep. Right. Yep. And uh, when did uh, the position with uh, Riverside open up? And when, when did that get started? So that's... Uh, oh, and that's a good story, by the way. Yeah. I've heard it, it twice, but let's hear it's it. It's nuts uh, how it worked out. So I opened in Concord uh, on Auburn Road, and I had 4,200 square feet there, and I was there for three years. And uh, this is the start of year two here in Painesville Township, and now I have 15,000 square feet. But uh, when we were in Concord... Um, I, at my old gym, we had this three foot rule when we first opened Uh, anybody within three feet of you should know your business. You should introduce yourself. You should talk to them. And I absolutely hated it. Um, but to build a business, you got to do things that you hate and get out of your comfort zone. Was that a rule that like you had made up? Just my business partner and I like sat down and talked about it. And like, people got to know, you got to talk to people if you want to, you know, generate clients and people want to know what you're doing. And it was like, that that was like you and anyone else like who was like helping you guys out, like any support that yep. was the rule. Yep. Okay. Yep. So you're at the grocery store in line. Oh, I got, gotcha. He we like talked about, the, yeah, out in public. We okay. would, uh, you know, you get a chance to introduce yourself to somebody. You better do it. You see a mom out with their kids. Just, Oh, do you play sports at 
so-and-so, like, we do speed and agility training. If you're ever interested, here's our card. That's really hard to do. Yes, it sucks, and I hate it because, like, that's the last thing I would want if I'm, uh, you know, out. Someone would be like, hey, my business. I'm like, please don't force me into this conversation. But uh, so I'm at Drug Mart in Concord, and uh, it's a football game day. Um, I think it was the first playoff game. And I see this guy decked out in Riverside gear. Um, so I'm like, God, three-foot rule. All right. God, this sucks. But here we go. And I just introduced I was like, oh, hey, do you have a kid on the team? Um, and he's like, oh, I actually coach there. I'm the offensive coordinator. I'm like, oh, no kidding. And I was like, yeah, I've been following you guys. I used to be the strength coach at Clinton Massey. Um, I don't know if you've heard of it. He's like, yeah, everybody knows who they are. I saw him play in whatever state championship. Um, and I told him, I was like, oh, I just moved back here, and I opened a sports performance gym uh, two minutes from here, and uh, a little bit more about my experience. And he's like, man, we might be interested in talking to you. They just brought up that they're looking into hiring a strength coach. And I was like, yeah, I'd love to. I gave him my card. Um, and he said, when the season's over, they'll sit down and talk about it. So the next Friday, they won. And they're playing again, and I go to Drug Mart, and I walk in, and that same coach is there, and he's like, oh, my gosh. And I'm like, what are the odds of this? So I talked to him for probably a half hour um, about Riverside football, about my previous experience, about what I'm doing now. and uh, Like in the store? That was- in the store, okay. yep, in the middle of the store. Um, and then uh, so they lose that game, and their season's over, and uh, it's probably – a month at two months later, I get a call uh, in the middle of the day, and uh, it's Riverside's head football coach, who's also their athletic director. Um, and he's like, Yeah, I understand you talked to Coach Percassi, and uh, we'd like to bring you in and sit down and talk to you. He's like, Can you come in? And uh, I was like, Yeah, when? And he's like, How about now? And, uh, you know, I just opened the gym in the middle of the day. I wasn't really doing anything. I was like, Yeah, I'll be there. So I literally turned my car around. I was in the car when I answered, went to Riverside and uh, had a phenomenal conversation with them, probably two hours. Um, and uh, they brought in a couple people they were interested in uh, hiring also. And the three of us on three separate days took the team through a workout and, uh, you know, the rest is history. There was no turning back since. It's cool. So, so yeah. Th- th- you didn't even fate. go through like a formal um, interview process, right? It was just like meet, have a conversation and then Let's see what you got. So, yeah, we sat down. I think they interviewed, I think he said a dozen people that they were interested in. And then their top three from that, they just said, hey, here's our guys. Take them through a workout. Okay. And they had, uh, I think they said five coaches um, sit down and just watch the workout. And then they just voted on it after. And uh, thankfully, uh, I think they said it was unanimous, but that's, uh, it worked out well. Pretty cool. And yeah. you were, were year seven? This is uh, year five, five. at Riverside. Okay. Gotcha. Yep. So five years. Um, yeah, I got 18. It's just because uh, uh, it's 2023. 20, uh, the year is just like uh, I'm babbling. Okay. Anyways, let's get back on track. So um, your time at Riverside, I think I think uh, a lot of folks that are listening like will recognize there's been a lot of success, like even more recently uh, with Riverside football. Um, so I actually graduated from Riverside back in 08 and football team was like, okay. It mm-hmm. wasn't like the talk of the town. Uh, they, you know, the team did what they could, but like right now it's like, there's, there's some high expectations based on performance over the past couple of years. Yeah, absolutely. It's, uh, I feel like, uh, 
It, it's really, really cool because there's a lot of people, um, and this is absolutely not like my thing or why I'm doing it, but there's a lot of people that have uh, had a lot of great things to say and given me a lot of credit. And uh, it, it's really cool to see because, like, in general, strength and conditioning is usually the first people to get the finger pointed at them and you never get any credit, you know, if you do bad or have a bad season or out of shape or kids get hurt, like that's your fault. That's you like industry wide from high school, college professional. Um, and it's never like, Oh, that's why we're good. It's because of our strength program. So to ha- have that is really cool. Um, they had so many good things going in the right direction, but it sucks uh, when you have, one or two people trying to do everything and you hear the same voice at workouts that you hear at practice that you hear at every other aspect of sports. Uh, so I think just to have somebody come in with a fresh perspective and high expectations, um, was probably just the thing that pushed it over the edge, but yeah, I, that was well said. So you, that, uh, you did a good job with that. Cause like the, you gave, you did give yourself some credit, which is like with me knowing you, um, you know, you're humble about that. Yeah. That, that's a good, it's a good attribute. Um, cause I would say if there was someone sitting right next to us that is in like the Riverside football, like world right now, they'd be like, dude, come on. Like you're, 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 you're a huge part of like our success, but there is, in my opinion, there is like the strength and condition program where the athletes are getting stronger and like they are training the right way. That's one thing. Right. But I, I don't think that's exactly what um, you, with your atmosphere and culture, have provided to lead to that success. There, there's something else in there. Yeah, I mean, I have super high expectations of uh, anybody in my life and anybody who coach it, I coach and anybody I train. My expectations are really, really high. And uh, there's probably a lot of people who out there who have don't like uh you know the way i do it or but i'm sure there's a lot of people that love it um if you don't meet my expectations i'm the first person to let you know if you do meet my expectations i'm the first person to celebrate it you know and i think uh like kind of that mindset of hey this is where you need to be and if you're not there like i i encourage all these guys to hold each other accountable i'm like don't let people get away with that if you're an upperclassman and this is your senior year and you're trying to win a conference championship or make a deep playoff run and these kids are slack, I'm like, that's disrespectful to you. You should hold them accountable. Like, everybody should be on the same page. Everybody should have this high of expectations. Um, and I, I feel like all our guys know, like, I'll be the first person to celebrate when you meet them. Um, and I get more excited in the weight room when these guys hit PRs than a lot of those they do. But, uh, I, I mean, I think that carries over in, like, everything else they do at practice, in the games, hopefully in the rest of their life. But I feel like you're really consistent with that, too. Yeah. Right? Like, you're not going to waver from that. Um, so, and consistency is helpful with that uh, that type of mentality. Right? Yep. Uh, so one thing that I, that I wrote down during, like, uh, one of the conversations we had that I think is really helpful is getting into more discussions about culture and, like, where – you really found like what you know what good culture is and you know what not good culture is right and that goes like back to college absolutely so we'll yeah. go back in time real quick go to college and you could talk about kind of that transition yeah okay so uh i have had a lot of really good coaches a lot of really bad coaches and i made sure um i learned something 
from everybody, whether it's good or bad, what to do, what not to do. So I played baseball in college, um, and I I feel like that's where like all of this started because I loved it. I loved every second of it. I always wanted to be the best, but I was never even remotely close to the most talented. So I always said like, you know, I'm, I'm going to make sure nobody outworks me. I'm going to make sure I'm the hardest worker every time. Uh, so. My first two years, I went to Mercyhurst and uh, loved the baseball program, loved the baseball coach. The goal was to make, uh, you know, win a conference championship and make a college World Series run. Um, And everybody seemed to be on board and the coaches, um, super high expectations of you. Uh, But unfortunately, like I said, I was never even close to the most talented. Um, Kid who played center field over me went on to play, I think, nine seasons of Major League Baseball. So I was like, all right, well, I got to get out of here because I'm not going to play. So I transferred to Shawnee State and uh, very, very, very different experience, you know, from everybody on board trying to make it to the College World Series to like, oh, it was just for fun. And, you know, I'd rather go out and party the night before than get a good night's sleep and win this game. (laughs) So uh, uh, not even close to the same experience. So, you know, as a coach now, I want – to make sure that, like, if that's what these guys want and these guys want to make a big-time playoff run, I'm going to do everything I can to help and make sure that, like, these guys get their opportunity because it does suck when, uh, like, that's your goal and it's 50-50. Most kids, like, they don't even have that thought process or in that in their mind. So it's not even, like, their fault. They just don't know any better than, you know. And it's probably, like, establishing a, a culture. Absolutely. Right? And, and- I had asked you this, so it was like a hard um, question to answer, but we'll see like what you come up with at the moment. And it's not just like you're not making it up. It's just like it's genuine. It's what's happening. But how would you describe the culture like within Iron Athlete? Oh, that is a uh, that's a tough question. I uh, I think whether you're eight years old or, you know, I'm 37 and I up until this torn Achilles still competed at a high level in powerlifting. Um, I think it should be fun. I think you should look forward to training. It shouldn't be like, oh, man, this sucks. I got to go to the gym and I got to do, you know, X, Y, Z that I don't want to do. My training included, I only do stuff that I like for the most part. I know there's some things I need to do. But, uh, you know, our kids' class, we train hard. I guarantee, like, our kids in my sports performance classes work harder than anywhere else around here. But, you know, I have so many parents um, of kids who aren't even, like, phenomenal athletes they're not the best kids on the team they're like man my kid loves this they look forward to coming every day so i do want it to be fun um something that they look forward to and i think that should be adults kids it doesn't matter but you know there's there's a sign on my wall and i I, this is my favorite quote of all time that there's no substitute for hard work and so i do take a lot of pride in like our athletes work harder than anybody else but at the same time if you can make them enjoy it that's yeah. that's the name of the game. And to think about that, like a a child, right, saying, I love going to work out. That almost seems like yeah. it's an unusual Absolutely. statement. I just so. had a uh, mom post on Facebook a, a picture of this uh, kid working, their kid working out and said, you know, he said this is his favorite place to go. And I'm like, like how cool is that? That is incredible. Like, that's the ultimate goal. Like, that's why I started this and, like, what I always wanted uh, – you know, people to look forward to coming to training, like, really hard. 
you push yourself to like, oh my gosh, I can barely feel my legs. This is awesome. You know, how many times you hear kids like want to get out of their comfort zone and want to challenge themselves and want to work hard. And then they're like, I can't wait for tomorrow. That's a pretty good insight also into like, uh, to give someone a good idea of like what it looks like in here, like in iron athlete. So you're talking about like the youth, uh, performance. Then there's also like high school that's coming out in here, right. And in in between. So I, I've really enjoyed you sharing like even small stories or short stories about how the high school athletes are interacting with the youth. So share some of your like moments where you just like, you light up and you, you know, you know, and you recognize this is, this is a really good culture when I see that happening. Absolutely. That's uh, probably one of the coolest things that I've seen from uh, in this industry. Uh, The same thing happened at my old gym, uh, the strength lab. And now it's here at iron athlete. Um, You get kids that come in like, our Riverside quarterback is like a celebrity. And I mean, there's a line of kids to take pictures and get autographs signed after every game. And he's in here seven days a week, usually. Um, and he'll walk up to the young kids and just give them a fist bump. Like, Hey, have a great workout. If we're running a relay race in the kids class and we have an uneven team, you know, he'll jump in and like the kids think it's the coolest thing ever. I got to race, uh, you know, Mikey Maloney, or I got to race, Jason Mackey, our running back, uh, and, and it really is, uh, you know, cool to see how excited they are. And, like, I mean, these kids are like celebrities in here, so it's cool to see for both sides of it. You know, as a high school kid, there's probably nothing cooler than, like, kids like, can I take a picture with you? Right, but it's also, like, perspective, too. I think it um, – wouldn't you think that it would encourage that athlete to, like, live up to that – I don't want to say standard, but like they have responsibility to like actually like do good, be good because yeah. they have kids like looking up to them. Absolutely. Yeah. That's uh, you know, like that sign said there's no substitute for hard work. We had those kids are all back after their season ended, um, training again. And even there's freshmen in here that, uh, I was like, Hey, just so you guys know, those, those guys ended their, uh, workout with three down and back prowler pushes. They're like, oh, we better do that. We got to go do that. I'm like, I would. I was like, it's up to you, though. And before you know it, they're out there, you know, looking like they're going to throw up and you can't feel your legs. But, well, that's what they did. I'm like, there you go. So now, that I mean, the past two years um, at Riverside in particular, those kids, uh, this year's seniors and last year's seniors, absolutely changed the culture and changed the expectations and changed, you know, the mindset and, like, now the bare minimum is working really hard. If you just do our whatever three or four workouts a week, that's like the bare minimum now. As opposed to like, ah, I don't feel like it. You know, now if you don't feel like it, be like, oh, well, go get it done anyways. Yep. And how is that going to translate into like the next year and the next year? Yep. And I think um, that's really good because they're setting uh, like the president, you know, like this is this is what the expectations are. Yeah. So cool. And it's the same thing in here. My, uh, if you want to call it a sales pitch, I guess, uh, everybody who comes in, um, doesn't matter if you're the superstar of your team or you don't play. Uh, I tell every parent, I was like, come in, try a class, experience it firsthand. I'm the first person to admit this place isn't for everybody. If you don't want to work hard, if you don't care about getting better, you're not going to like it. You're probably, this isn't for you. There's a, a million other trainers or sports performance gyms that are lined up to take your money and uh, 
you know, regardless of your effort, give you a pat on the back and say, hey, great job. Thanks for coming. See you tomorrow. Uh, this, this isn't it. Okay. It's also not like, from what I see, it's not also like hardcore and like you're going to feel crap about yourself no, if it's you're not de- working hard. It's right? definitely fun. Um, and one of the, not probably not one, probably the most important thing is building confidence because you see some kids that come in that are like terrified to come in here and terrified to work out and terrified to try to have to do push-ups in front of a group. Um, and you see three months down the road when you're like, hey, can you go ahead and do me a favor and demonstrate this for the new kid? And they're like, oh, yeah, I got it. No problem. And you could watch just the way those kids carry themselves. And they're like, I'm like, hey, thanks, man. I appreciate it. And you could tell how proud they are. And like, you know, just watch kids' confidence levels change. It's like the coolest thing ever. It's incredible to see. Yeah. It's got to be extremely rewarding. Yep. So we talked a lot about like the youth athletics. It's a, it's a big part of you. It's a big part of like iron athlete. Um, there is something else in addition to that as well. <clears throat> so if you can give a shout out to Teresa and kind of share like what is her role and how is she working with you guys and, and what does she do? Yes, absolutely. So, uh, it, again, this is really funny how this worked out. Um, I specialize in sports performance and powerlifting and I don't want to be the guy who's jack of all trades, master of none, uh, like adult sports or adult conditioning or boot camps. Um, I've done them in the past and really like the people I worked with, but that's not really my thing. Um, I really like powerlifting. I really like sports performance. Um, so I posted one day on social media. I just said, hey, if any strength coaches, personal trainers out there looking for a job, um, I might have an opportunity for you. So Teresa's, who runs Iron Individual, it's our adult uh, boot camps and personal training. Her husband was one of my first clients at the Strength Lab in Wilmington. Um, When he was playing college football, he went to Clinton Massey, um, trained for years with him. um, And he was done playing college football, joined my powerlifting group. So we trained together for years and years and years. And then they moved away. The year before I did, they moved to Columbus. Um, so then I, after being open for, I think, two years, um, I posted that. And she messaged me out of the blue. I hadn't talked to her in a few years, probably. I'm not sure. And uh, she just said, hey, what's the deal with that? And uh, I was like, I'm looking for somebody to run all my adult training. I really, uh, you know, I, I want to continue to build my sports performance class. I'd like to get my powerlifting group running. Um, so I'm looking for And she's like can I come up and we can sit down and talk and uh, the rest is history. She does. So she does a great job. She does adult boot camps, adult personal training. Um, and she hit the ground running and has built a great business and has a great clientele and uh, does a really good job. So it's cool how that worked out. You know, everything has definitely come full circle. Yep. I, <clears throat> that's also a testament to like, I think you as a person, right? Also a business owner. Like we can't, I think we can't forget that you're not just a coach. You have to run a business, so you own the business. Um, and her working with you, that, that that's a risk, right? She moved, yeah. literally moved, yeah. for the ability to work with you. And, 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 and now she's here, and you're here. That's really cool. Yeah, it really is. Uh, there's a handful of pieces of advice I've gotten throughout the years. And uh, I was still in college. I, had, I was about to graduate, and I went to this um, – it was actually my college baseball coach's college baseball coach is now uh, a big deal in the fitness business industry. And uh, I, so I went to this seminar, uh, thanks to him. He uh, basically 
you know, got me on the fast track and facilitated this. I went to this huge fitness conference that he was hosting as his guest, um, paid for everything for me, which was incredible. Um, and I feel like I've had a million people in my life help me out like that, which is why I always try to go out of my way to help people that are trying to get into this because I, I definitely have had a lot of good people in my corner. But he said, uh, he's like, you got to think of this not as the fitness business, but the relationship building business. Because he's like, there's a million people out there that don't want to come to the gym and don't want to pay a lot of money to do it. So to ask somebody to do that, they better really like you. So building relationships and having like people like Justin and Teresa in your life for so long and then have it to come back to there. I was like, oh, yeah, that's exactly what this dude means, huh? So it is cool. And like this, uh, you know, relationship between us and our businesses is probably going to end up being no different than, you know, things like that where you just kind of luck into meeting the right people and helping each other out and who knows what the uh, end result is. Yeah. That's a, that was really good advice. Yeah, it was phenomenal. And it's something I think I was 21 years old and I think about that all the time. Every intern I've ever had, I tell that story to every, you know, person who comes in and like wants a job or wants to get into this industry. That's my first piece of advice I give them. I was like, if you can't build relationships, you're never going to make it in this. You're also really good at telling stories, by the way. That's a a gift. I appreciate Uh, that because I I I wish I had. Like I said, I've had a a lot of cool experiences in this industry and met a lot of cool people. And yeah, yeah. And what we like, we could really have, I think, an entire episode just based on like your Olympic lifting, right, and powerlifting like journey. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We haven't really even talked a whole lot about that. is there anything you'd be willing to share that like a, maybe a lot of folks really don't know about? Because, again, this is a podcast where you, you get to talk about yourself. Oh, like, man. N- no one's going to be like, man, Brian like just talks about stuff all the time. Because you don't. But this podcast is where you do. Yeah. So, um, man, that people don't know. Yeah, I don't. Maybe, I'm like, sure. From your, from your lifting journey. I'm sure there will be something that will lead into that. But uh, the thing I'm probably most proud of um, is so – Elite FTS is the biggest powerlifting company in the world. Um, it, growing up especially, it, they put out the most articles and videos and educational material and had the best lifters and the best gym and the best coaches and the best training. So when I first like wanted to get into powerlifting, I was like, man, one day I'm going to train at that gym. That was my goal, just to train at the gym one time. Um, so I actually paid to attend a seminar, which is phenomenal. And if anybody gets a chance to attend one of their seminars, it is absolutely well worth it. So I paid to attend. It was called the Powerlifting Experience. Um, and it was basically like their athletes and coaches took you through a powerlifting meet. Um, it was cool. I learned a lot, met a lot of cool people. And I was like, man, I can't believe I did it. I got, I got my experience. Um, and then I actually went back like six months later to buy a piece of equipment from them because they also manufacture and they, uh, got to talking and I was getting ready to compete at the uh, Arnold Classic powerlifting meet, the XPC uh, finals. And uh, they were like, hey, we got a guy who's uh, lifting in that also. Do you want to come squat with him on Sundays? And I'm like, absolutely. Yeah. I'm like, and I remember, I still remember being so nervous that day. uh to go up there and lift. And, uh, I was the first one there that day. I got there early. Um, 
And the only person there was the owner, Dave Tate, who's probably the most intimidating person on the planet. Um, so I walk up, introduce myself to him, and I'm like, oh, God, here we go. Introduce myself, and he's like, oh, okay, whatever. Um, so then I go through the workout and uh, keep going every Sunday, and uh, I'm kind of, I'm not really uh, my real self. I'm just a little bit quiet. I generally like to run my mouth, and I have a big personality, and uh, so I was a little bit more reserved, and then I just uh, did the meet, did really well, um, and the next Sunday I was like, well, I'm going to go back and just see like if they're like, hey, what the heck are you doing here, and kick me out, because it's a private invite-only gym, um, so I show up, and then they're like, oh, man, hey, I saw you did awesome, and everybody was like really nice at that point, um, which they were not uh, early on, and I did watch one of his podcasts where uh, it was him and this other guy, Matt Smith, who ended up coaching me there. But they both trained at Westside Barbell for almost 20 years. And they said the first uh, six months at Westside, nobody would talk to you because the turnover rate was so high. Um, I'm not going to go out of my way to take away from my workout to get to know you. Um, so they said six months before they'd even like say hi. So I was like, all right, well, that makes sense why you know, they weren't super friendly to me. But uh then after that, you know, started training with them, um, ended up getting sponsored by Elite FTS as a powerlifting athlete after about a year or so of training. Um, and I'm still, I think it's been seven, eight years that I've been sponsored by them. Uh, and like, if you're in powerlifting, that's like the ultimate, as good as it gets to be on Team Elite FTS. So that's the, the thing I'm most proud of. Um, and again, it just started by showing up and keep showing up and hopefully uh, you don't get kicked out. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That's a great story. Um, and I actually didn't know like that, that you shared with me like a cliff note version of that. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's good. That is really, really cool. And I ended up from like, you know, being terrified of uh, like even introducing myself to the owner, Dave, uh, to training with him every single weekend in the same group and like, you know, becoming friends with him and being able to talk a little crap to him and give him a hard time which uh i do like to anybody else whether you're a high school kid or a training partner or whatever but uh to have like that kind of relationship with somebody like you know that's probably one of the two or three biggest names in powerlifting is really really cool yep very special um so we we've heard a lot about like you like inside of this industry and then and, you know inside iron athlete there's a brian that's like outside like you live your life uh, you kind of dabbled about your girls a little bit tell yep. me more about your daughters all right, I got uh, two girls, Maisie, who's uh, going to turn 11 in a few days, and then Emmy, uh, who is seven. Absolutely, uh, completely different personalities. Um, we say this all the time at my house. Uh, my oldest, Maisie, looks just like me and acts just like my wife. Um, who is, they're both like the sweetest, nicest, best people I know. And then Emmy, who looks just like my wife's twin and acts just like me, uh, which is very fun and very entertaining, but definitely makes me nervous as she gets a little bit older. Yeah, it's, it's hard to um, it's hard to, to punish someone that's like that's you, a little yes. mini version, right? Yes. Yep. 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 And there, then you get in trouble, right? I know. When she does something. Well, that's there's that's the hardest thing about like parenting her. She does some things or says some things where you're like, ha, 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 that's awesome, and you're like, oh no, no, yeah, don't do that. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, 
Yeah, but uh, the mini you. Yeah, they're both. Uh, we're definitely lucky. They're they're both awesome. They're both good. Uh, they come in here and work out. They've been work. Both started when they were six, doing uh, one day a week in the kids' sports performance class, and uh, yeah, they're my two favorite athletes to train. But yeah, that's special. That's yeah, really fun. Yeah, it really is. It's awesome. Do they like? Do they beg to come? And do they call this like dad's work or do they call this like iron um, athlete? They, all of it, iron athlete, the gym, dad's work. Um, but it, it's, uh, it's cool to see how comfortable they are in here. Um, Emmy, my youngest, wants to coach. Um, and she'll take kids through the warm-up, even like that's my high school cool. or middle school class. She'll be like, yeah. all right, hey, I'm like, can you go warm them up? And she'll do it. So it's, it's cool. It's really cool to see. Yeah, it's great. Uh, my boys ask all the time, can we go to dad's work? That's yeah, awesome. Work. And uh, I think that's because they like turning it upside down yeah. in a matter of minutes. Yeah. Um, it, it's fun. But they have a good time. Really, really good time. That's uh, fun. It's really special. Yeah, it really is. And uh, it'll be fun, uh, you know, to see what they – they're still trying to figure out, like, what their thing is and what they like. Um, so it'll be very interesting to see down the road yep. what sports they choose or what they want to do. But – Yep, it's gonna be fun. Yep. Uh, two more things about you. One, um, what is the hobby that you have that like we probably wouldn't guess? I mean, we understand like you enjoy you enjoy lifting, you enjoy moving, uh, but a hobby that you have that. Gosh, man, that's uh, I'm not unbelievably exciting. Like outside of the gym, it doesn't really matter. Like what we do uh, as our family, um, that's. Uh, that's just like it doesn't matter we can go to the park we can go to the movies we can just stay at home and chill and relax like it doesn't matter to me almost like what we're doing but uh even like on a daily basis uh, the four of us always like the girls do their homework uh, i get home from the gym and then we always like all four watch a show together before they go to bed um and it doesn't matter to me really like what we do because i'm here so much and i spend so much time here that uh I don't like have a ton of hobbies outside of this. I guess it like it's, it's your family. Yeah, that, yeah, it's great, and it doesn't matter. We try to do even just like the show before bed every day. Uh, like that's just as good to me. I, I'm, I'm selfish enough spending time lifting and spending extra time here um, that I don't want to like take any more away from family time. Like having any other outside hobbies. Yep. So yep, I get that. Yeah, that's cool. That's really cool. Um, all right, so we, we are in Painesville, but like one of the questions I always ask on my podcast is uh, favorite flavor at King Cone. Oh, uh, <laughs> gosh, um, I like the No Name Cone. Okay, if I had to get something, that's what it would be. All right, and I was making an assumption that you you've been out that way, but it's I mean by that answer, yeah, yes, so good. It's a good yes, answer. well, growing up in Leroy, and I went to high school at NDCL. Uh, I passed okay. King Cone. Every single day, so I've been there many, many, many a time. There we go. Very good. Very good. All right. Um, what does what does the future kind of look like? I know um, I mentioned I might ask you that on, on the podcast yeah. at the time, but what does like what do you want like in the future? Kind of moving through the future here. That is definitely uh, a question I need to figure out the answer to sooner than later. Um, we have talked about it at Riverside a little bit, um, making it trying to have strengthening the conditioning classes throughout the day and uh, spending a little bit more time there, which would mean less time here probably and hiring somebody to take over uh, a couple more sports performance classes, which is 
probably the uh, most realistic like major change in my life. Um, I've been offered a couple jobs here and there as like full-time strength coaches, which I really have no desire to do unless it's the absolute perfect scenario. Um, but it's really hard trying to figure out what the right move is or the next move is here. Um, even things from like expanding the open gym. Like I have probably 5,000 square foot of, you know, machines and free weights that are for open gym that I tell people I don't have an open gym and I don't advertise because, you know, I I don't want to have to either babysit or be around like this is my time for myself and I enjoy lifting and I want to be around like people that I like and that I know. So I, I got to figure out what the heck the next move is uh, as far as this business. But yeah. And if I could um, like re summarize, like what you just mentioned, just that last portion, it's it, you're helping to make sure that the culture is um, it continues to uh, to be what it is. Yes, right? and ex- absolutely. Expand on that, like in a positive way. And, like, yes. I-, I could imagine um, there would be fear. And I think like absolutely realistic fear that uh, adjusting some of those those metrics and how you have things set up changes the culture absolutely that uh you know for me i've always said i was like i want people to walk in this place and be like oh my gosh this is awesome this is exactly what i want this gym is so cool or walking and be like yeah this probably isn't for me because i mean it's an old warehouse there's graffiti on the walls there's you know old school equipment there's what two or three pieces of cardio equipment in this place um so people should know that this is what they want or this is not what they want um, and everybody who comes in trains hard. Everybody who comes in are people like I enjoy being around. So I do want uh, that culture to stay the same, which is like my big dilemma of like trying to expand or trying to increase open gym clients or whatever it may be. Uh, you know, you've done a good job of creating a cool culture in this place. Yep, I would, I would agree. Uh, I think you're going to find that answer by, you know, going to drug mart. And if nothing, <laughs> if nothing happens, then you know what? You, you know that you're you're in the right spot. That's true. Maybe I yeah need to go to drug mart and that'll be, uh, <laughs> you know, the right way I figure out what the heck my next move in life is. Yeah. Why is Brian's truck always at drug mart? Just go and sit for <laughs> 10, 15 minutes and see what happens. <laughs> That's not a terrible idea. <laughs> oh, but, uh, 2.0, like uh, uh, two years from now, it'll be a good story. You know, we talked, yeah, we talked about, uh, on a previous podcast, you know, someone's like, oh, this is their like peaceful place where they feel most comfortable. I was like, and that's where they get their answers. I was like, maybe I need to go ahead and do that. A drug <laughs> march is my uh, place to do that. Oh man. It's not so silly. All right. Um, well dude, I, is there anything you wanted to share? Like, uh, I know we're kind of keeping an open mind, but is there anything you wanted to share on the podcast before we wrap up? Man, uh, I don't think there's a, like any one thing, like you said, that I probably, could talk and do a complete episode on powerlifting or former athletes or the culture here, the culture at Riverside. Uh, I feel like I could talk for an hour on any one of those topics, but there's nothing like jumping out at me that I need to get out there. Okay. I, I, I think I'd like to wrap up with this then. Um, cause I, I can, I can sense this, but it'd be really cool to hear like in your words, like what you would want to like share to all the parents that have their athletes come on in, even the athletes themselves, um, the adults that are coming in and just like that are part of like your culture. What would you want to let them know? The first thing that comes to mind is like, 
everybody who comes in here, um, and I say this all the time, everybody who comes in your gym either makes your gym better or worse. And that's, a, you know, goes for any business or team or whatever. But I say that all the time in here. You either make this place better or you make this place worse. And we have so many people that come in that make this place better. And uh, I'm extremely thankful to be surrounded by, you know, people that I care about, that I like, that I want to be around, that want to put in the time and effort and want to make this place better. Um, and I do realize how lucky I am to have so many people like that in my corner. Um, and, and it is cool to see, like, on a daily basis. And, uh, you know, I briefly touched on it before. You know, I've had former athletes that I am lifelong friends with, that I've been to their weddings, that have been to my kids' birthday parties. And, you know, being around, like, some of these people in here, I'm like, man, these are kids that I'll probably, like, talk to and have a relationship with for a long, long time. So it is uh, – it's really, really cool to see like that many awesome people on a, a daily basis. Uh, I, in, in when you were sharing with that with us, um, I just thought about that as being like a, a job description. Like if you're looking for a new job, right? And if, if that is what is guaranteed within the job, I yeah, think, I think everybody wants that. Yeah, absolutely, right. And, and oddly, it's not a job. That's like that's a privilege. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, you know, you, you talk to parents of. You know, some of these high school kids or some of these middle school kids are like, hey, I just wanted to thank you for everything. I'm like, Dude, people should be thanking you because you are willing to take this time out of your day to take your kid here and pay for it and sacrifice out of your life. And plus, you're raising such a good kid. And like, if you look at almost every single kid that comes in here, you're like, Dude, your parents are awesome for doing this. And uh, I mean, I was lucky enough to have parents like that. My parents are still, you know, go- my mom's four foot 11 and goes to my powerlifting meet. She's like, come on, honey, you could do it. I'm like, all right, well, thanks mom. I appreciate that. That's awesome. But like, you know, I grew up with incredibly supportive parents that sacrificed a ton so I could have whatever I want. So, uh, I was probably a little sheltered from like the opposite side of that growing up. So to, it, I mean, to see like these parents that, you know, are like sacrificing so their kid could come here. I'm like, good for you guys. Cause that's, uh, you know, your kids, I was in that same boat. Like, I didn't realize, like, until I was 22, probably I can remember, like, thanking my parents for everything. But until then, you don't realize that. You know, kids are dumb. They don't know, uh, like, what your parents are sacrificing to make sure you do this or, you know, how they're going out of their way to raise you and to be a great person. So it's uh, it's cool to see, like, and have all those people around you on a daily basis. Plus, my kids are in here all the time, like, there's a million girls in here that I'm like, man, like how lucky am I that my daughters, uh, not just have an awesome mom to look up to, but like all these other kids, I'm like, that's so awesome. Like this is what my kids are surrounded by and this is what they know is normal. Um, so it's, it's really, really cool to have that opportunity for myself, my kids. And yeah, that's cool. That goes back to, um, the question of like, how would you define your culture? And it, it's, it's fairly hard cause you just shared like, a whole like several minutes of like what the culture is yeah it's, it's so cool it's great I'm, I'm excited for folks to listen to this um i i don't think it's hard to really reach out and find out like where you're at but what is the best way if someone is listening to this and like wants to become part of kind of the ethos yeah if uh you're on either facebook or instagram that's probably the easiest way um to uh follow iron athlete on instagram facebook um 
you can get a little bit more idea based on social media posts, like what this gym's about, what kind of training we do, uh, what the place is like. And then if you have any questions, just shoot me a message and it's that easy. And I tell everyone, come in, try it for free, experience it firsthand and uh, go from there. Cool beans. Thank you so much. Yeah, hey, Brian, I appreciate it. Yeah, I've enjoyed it. This is a really good one. Thank yeah, you. absolutely. All right. Perfect. I wanted to take a second to say thank you so much for listening to this story. How cool is it to be able to experience more about the business and the the owners behind the magic that happens? If you're interested in helping in any way, the best thing that you could do is actually share these stories. If it's social media, excellent. If it's just word of mouth, let your friends know that uh, there's a story out there that may resonate with them. They actually may learn something about this. And worst case scenario, they actually fall in love with a new business that's in town. And also, a great thing you could do, go visit these people, visit their businesses, share some thoughts about the story that they had shared with you, and it's it's just all about building connection. So again, thank you very much for listening to the Shard and Biz podcast. This is your host, Dave Nelson, the owner of Shard and Performance Therapy. If you're actually interested in learning more about Shard and Performance Therapy, go ahead and go over to our website. It's www.chardonpt.com. And you can explore to see how we do physical therapy different. But thank you very much. You guys have an excellent day.